Hello and welcome to Lawrence Fork in Kansas, the podcast about the people and the stories behind the local food you love. I'm Jake. And I'm Kristen. And today we're interviewing Mike Young and Chetan Mitchie from Latchkey Deli. Today we're talking with owner-operators Mike Young and Chathan Mitchie from Latchkey Deli. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show, and Chathan, welcome back. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. So, uh, you know, for those who haven't been there yet, Latchkey Deli just opened in January, but um, I don't know. For, for us, it just it, it, the it just feels like it's bit, you guys have been there, you know, for for so long. Just I, I don't know the the way the way the way it it just comes across. It's just like it just fits so well into downtown. Um, you guys are making amazing sandwiches. I haven't had a sandwich that I don't like. Uh, making everything there, your meats, you're making a lot of your meats, make your own chips, sodas with your own syrups. I mean, it's just uh, the amount of work you're putting into all that food. I mean, it comes through because it tastes very good. Um, so, so yeah, we just, just love it. Um, and just, yeah, really excited to have. I, I think you guys found a great fit for Mass Street there. And, you know, there's nothing quite like it so um so yeah just really excited to hear hear how it came about thank you so much uh those are very kind words and yeah there was a lot of you know pre-planning involved with this mm-hmm. um there was a lot of uh you know back and forth in terms of like the kind of place we wanted to open and also just you know, being able to utilize what I had learned at um, any number of jobs that I've had in the past here in town. Um, and then also collectively utilizing Jen and Mike's uh, knowledge that they were bringing to the table, too, and being able to produce something that was a little bit more fine dining, but also um, very accessible to the standard public. And uh, I think we hit the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what you what you said about us seeming like we've been here for a long time is really hitting a chord with me because that's kind of exactly the same thing that the three of us had wanted to do for this whole deli situation, like kind of make it be a play, a new place that has looked like and felt like that has been here for you know, 20, 30 some years, you know, that's why we have like the, you know, art deco and mid-century or mid-century modern, whatever they call it now. (laughs) I don't know, but, uh, kind of, yeah, it's like the kind of like the whole vibe we're going for. It's like, look for the, you know, be a new place that looks like it's been here for 20, 30, 40 years. So that's very cool of you to say that. So thank you. Well, we think you nailed it, obviously. <laughs> um, so kind of talk us through your paths. I know, Jason, um, we had talked with you back when you were at Lark Affair. Um, so we heard a little bit of your story then. But for anyone who, you know, hadn't listened to that episode or anything, kind of tell us, um, you know, where you're from, how you have now found your way to Latchkey. And then, Mike, same for you. Um, so basically, I'm a Lawrence transplant from uh, Manhattan, Kansas. Um, I for the most part was always raised around like really good beef, really good pork. My parents never really messed around with that. They taught me the value of good agriculture here in the state. And uh, as soon as I moved to Lawrence for college an ill-fated, I think it was like a French degree or something like that, Mm -hmm. ended up falling into the service industry pretty hard in uh, 2004 or so, and never really looked back. Um, Mikey and Jen are about in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jen was, if I can speak on her behalf. Yeah, I was uh, saying, I guess, I guess we should have mentioned there that you guys also have, Jen, Jen is... Uh, yeah, 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 she is, she's away, you know, she's worked a hell of a double yesterday and <laughs> worked m- the majority of today, so that's why she's MIA at this point, but uh, I will speak on her behalf and trying to give her some love on this, but uh, you know, A, she's my wife and I'll and B, I'll get my ass kicked if I don't. <laughs> 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 Shit. Um, sorry for cursing. Um, but uh, no, Jen uh, was raised in, you know, uh, Kearney, Nebraska. Um, she 
grew up with fast-paced diner style environment. Her parents owned a coffee shop for you know several years. What was it called? Like uh, black uh, sheep. Black sheep coffee. Black sheep coffee. Coffee roasters. Yeah. And um, she has you know worked in pretty much every facet of the industry as a, as a part of you know aside from cooking and back of house type stuff. I myself you know I met Jen at Olive Garden of all places because <laughs> when you're here your family or when you're here you make them your family. <laughs> And uh, I met her there when, uh, in Lincoln, probably around 2005 or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved down here in 2008 or nine. Times are blurry for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Olive Garden was you know my first foray into the restaurant industry. I've worked several several different places here in town. Um, from Terrebonne to Wheatfields to the Eldridge to Port Bonda to Larker Fair. You know, I've done every style of dining as opposed to, you know, uh, aside from a, like a food truck scenario, mm-hmm. if you will. And that experience basically mirrors a lot of what I came through to. Um, you know, I was old school La Peria way back when they were on uh, 8th Street. Uh, where limestone is now. Uh, then I moved on to learn how to do fine dining food with Ken Baker over at uh, Achimama's. Mm-hmm. And then from there, 715, where I was doing butchering. And then from there, uh, Port Fonda, where I met Mike and uh, Jen. And then Lark Affair from there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, you know, it's it's been a culmination. Like this place, you know, if there ever was an organic process, this, <laughs> this is, is this, this is, is it. it. I mean, there's it, it. It's not about you know meeting somebody that you're going to be doing something with. It's about doing something work. that just feels right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that yeah. feels right, and that you're you're doing it with the right people. Right. Yeah, because so I mean, all three of you were at Lark Affair at. At one point, right? So we so, were all on the opening team for that. Yeah. So Jen, so. Jen and I were on the opening team for Port Fonda, mm-hmm. and then um, Jen and I both uh, moved up to management in Port Fonda. So yeah. So how did the idea for Latchkey come about? Then is that you know how how did you start kicking around that idea? Okay. So this might be us being perfectly blunt. <laughs> um, but basically, we were soured after the experience of Lark Affair and after, I mean, I'm sure that you've read about what what has happened with Port Fonda. Just that whole, just the whole atmosphere around fine dining or like casual-ish fine dining. Well, and it was also about... Um, that culture. And- that culture, the ownership, um, it... It got sour really fast with Lark Affair. Mm-hmm. We decided with Latchkey Deli, what we wanted to do was take this to a place where my talents as being a butcher who knew how to cure his own pastrami and corned beef and bacon and ham and et cetera, et cetera. We were able to showcase that in a way broader light than what was happening at Lark Affair. And definitely in a more accessible way. Yes, mm-hmm. ex- especially in a more accessible way. So we just want, wanted to take the reins of it and make things right on our own terms. Yeah, so. definitely yeah. seems like Latchkey is more of like a like a passion project for you guys. Yeah, if, does that 150%. sound right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like I mean, obviously, with you guys starting it, obviously you can let your creativity flow out there and kind of do. You know, speak to your strengths. So yeah, I can definitely see how you're kind of getting away from an environment that wanted you to to fit you into a mold, right? Instead right. of let letting you create the mold that makes sense for you, right? And one of the one of the biggest things about that was the fact that we were cooking in a hotel that you know rent was extravagant. The entire place was extravagant, and mm-hmm. you know that wasn't necessarily what Lawrence wanted or needed at that time. And so, you know, for us to be able to talk to David Hawley, bless his soul, 
um, when he was moving down the street to 837 Mass to reopen Papakino's, mm-hmm. you know, for him to advocate so fiercely for us with the landlord, while, you know, we were all basically like, scrounging underneath couch cushions to try and find enough money for this down payment mm-hmm. on this place. You know, he, he was definitely a huge part of that. And also, you know, the rest of the community realized that we have something to offer here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was the most, uh, supportive thing that we could have had. That's yeah, really great. I mean, and, and so then what, how did it come to, you know, so I think it's probably pretty clear, like, all right, you, you guys had the experiences and you knew that if you all work together, you know, you could create something great. So how did you get down to the deli aspect of it? You know, was it just, you know, how, how did, how did that come about? Basically we took a really hard look at what Lawrence was actually wanting and craving as opposed to mm-hmm. what we wanted to do. Right. And I think, uh, one of the biggest fallacies you wanted to do what well whatever mike (laughs) (laughs) no like uh it's it's always been a dream of jen and i's to you know just have a you know simple sandwich shop that we could just grow old and die in essentially (laughs) you know just something family oriented it's a place where you go get a quick bite to eat Mm -hmm. it's delicious food it's great service and all that stuff and just like that's kind of like since since we've met there's always been kind of a dream of ours. And then, off, you know, offhandedly, we met Chathan and he took that one step further. And now I will let you <laughs> continue so, with your idea. So what I'm saying is, yeah, and beyond it just being a nest egg, it's something that downtown Lawrence really has needed ever since the cheese shop. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first experiences ever was just going down to the cheese shop and getting like the New Yorker sandwich piled high with pastrami, banana peppers and mustard and olives. And it was the most glorious thing that I'd ever eaten in my entire life. And it was out of this little tiny shop with subway tiles. And, you know, there was grit on the floor and trust me, there's no grit on the floor here, but, (laughs) um, we take care of that. Yeah, we take care of that. Um, it was definitely, you know, sort of like a wake-up call. I remember Mass Street Deli. I remember, you know, all these places that could just offer a good sandwich outside of the chain restaurants like Jason's Deli or Jimmy John's or Pickleman's, Pickleman's or whatever. You know, it's like Boar's Head and Kretschmar only go so far. You know, if you want to come to Lasky Deli, you can get my meat. I house here and Brian and do all of that here in house, which is something you can't get anywhere else. Like, mm-hmm. You're not going to get that anywhere else. You know, that's our that's our big selling point downtown. Is that you can't really get this anywhere else. Like you can get a Jimmy John sandwich, basically a Dylan's yep. with, you know, the pre-processed, pre-sliced turkey whatever it may cheese be. yeah turkey mm-hmm. cheese whatever it's like yeah. it's kind of like it's our idea was kind of like basically taking fine dining in-home scratch cooking but like putting it onto a sandwich as opposed to making it a 35 dollar plate on a friday night right absolutely yeah making it something more like for every day than yeah it's yeah. like home cooked for every, it's like homemade for every day yeah that's that's awesome. Where'd the name Latchkey come from? So, um, <laughs> basically, the name Latchkey refers to Latchkey Kids, mm-hmm. which me, Mike, and Jen are all Latchkey Kids. In the sense of, we were kids that had to sort of find our way. You know, it wasn't like mom and dad were able 100% of the time to pick us up from school at uh 3 p.m um we had to fend for ourselves for at least a couple hours and the the term latchkey kid refers to you know basically you have a key to get into your own home Mm -hmm. at the age of like 10 8 7 years old and you walk in you make yourself a sandwich you make yourself something and you sit down and you watch your afternoon cartoons right Mm -hmm. you know and you're self-sufficient. And, you know, it's about the working. Whole, yeah, the whole idea of it is basically to 
be in control of your life, whether it be for two hours, three hours, four hours, you know, it's like you, it's like you're, you have the freedom to be who you want to be between the hours of three to five till your mom gets home. You know, it's like, and that's kind of the way we kind of felt about Latchkey with the name. It's like, this is the first time that we are stepping outside of somebody else's management, somebody else's ownership, overseeing eyes, some sort of like weird puppet master up in the sky that we will never ever see. And like, this is kind of like our, our turn to prove to ourselves that we can do this by ourselves without any help from, you know, investors that don't even live here without well, management also, that has never, you know, stepped foot in a restaurant. So mm-hmm. it's also about uh, a lot of uh, working class identity at that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like absolutely. Mike's parents, Jen's parents, my parents, we all come from working class backgrounds. Um, and there are plenty of times when we were all in those situations. And so we also want to be able to provide people the comfort that we were able to feel during those hours of three to five, you know, just being able to say like, it's okay. Like there's somebody out there that has you, you know, come on in, get yourself a sandwich. We're here for it. And we're here to support you. And we're here to support the community. And, you know, kind of speaking to that, I, you know, one of the things I wanted to just mention is, you know, uh, you know, how the way you guys, I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, it used to be Papa Kino's was, was in that spot, but you guys did a lot of, a lot of work on that place to make it the way it is. And, and, and like you said, I, you did it. I think you, you've done a great job of making it look so inviting. Um, like homey. Yeah. Dirty. I think like yeah. it kind of, it looks lived in, but not, you know, not, not that, not in a bad not way, but bad, just like, yeah, just like comfortable. That's Com- completely all Jen. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely all Jen. Aside from the uh, stuff that we had to put in to make the kitchen operational, yeah, the whole vibe, the aesthetic is entirely Jen. Honestly. Yeah, I, I love all like there's a bunch of knickknacks and like all these yeah. little. I mean, we we just added a new one to the wall today. My my dad came down and he brought uh, Chathan down an old style beer sign <laughs> for his birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. which is. My beer of choice. Like it's not sort of like my dad beer of choice. But no, Jen has completely and utterly curated this entire place. Yeah. And you know, we were offered via, you know, BG consultants who we signed up with for doing a lot of the engineering, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you want an interior designer to come in? And I was like, No, we have Jen. Yeah. And she has the eye for the aesthetic. That's and awesome. she knocked it out of the park. And it wasn't, you know, also the other big thing that I'll throw a shout out to are some of our workers here in the deli who like Sarah Leonard, who have been providing us with like spider plants and hostas. We have a pineapple plant. We've got this gorgeous ficus ally. We've got, uh, oh gosh, what else? Uh, Jen's mom has done numerous signage. Oh, yeah. The yeah. signage in this building like is all hand-painted by Jen's mother, wow. who is also her head baker, right. I might add. Grandma Debbie. Grandma <laughs> Debbie. No, they did uh, all the signage in this building and all the baking, all the baking that goes on. So Yeah. So, um, so I guess kind of going to the food, let's talk a little bit more about the food. I mean, so you're, the sandwiches that you offer, you know, how did you narrow down? You know, there's so many, like, classic sandwiches out there, and, you know, how— how did you end up arriving at your at your menu? You know, with the you know choosing which sandwiches and and all that. How, how, how what was that process like to narrow that down? Like Jake, it was honestly you know I've knocked out fine dining menus left and right for fall, summer, spring, summer, whatever like whatever it may be without a second thought. But honestly, designing a sandwich menu that I knew that was just going to be static for pretty much until the end of time mm-hmm. uh, was one of the hardest things that I could have ever done. I can imagine. I yeah. Trying to analyze, you know, what people want. Do I have a good spread, etc. I knew that 
I could do certain things really well. My pastrami is good. My corned beef is good. My roast beef is good. Um, my lox is wonderful. And then from there, you know, it was all just trying to piece it together to the point where I could compete with other sandwich places downtown and mm-hmm. have a semi-comparable product where I would be able to like be like, hey, yeah, Jimmy John's has this, but we do it better. Or, you know, this other place does it, but we do it way better. Um, or maybe not even necessarily better, but just a little bit more unique. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say I'll say my 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 when I go to sandwich places, my go to is an Italian. Like that's uh, kind of my my the way I judge you know judge different places. And yeah, your your Italian uh, was awesome. But yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You got to you got to get the right like bun. You know, mm-hmm. bun, the bun ratio to the meat. And um, mm. I will say a big shout out to M M&M and M Bakery, mm. um, Jimmy and AB over there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those dudes are doing the Lord's work <laughs> when it comes down to bread. Yeah. Um, and they're half the reason why we are as successful as we are. Absolutely. Like 150%. Second, um, their bread is fantastic. And it just makes sense for what we're doing. Um, We've heard from numerous people too. Like some people are meat people. Some people are bread people. Some people are cheese people. Mm-hmm. But my prayer is like the bread makes the sandwich from totally. countless people mm-hmm. and Eminem bakery and the bread that they are doing for us is honestly like amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's perfect for sandwiches. Cause it really kind of makes or breaks your experience of like eating a sandwich. If the bread isn't right, you know? Yeah. 100%. There's nothing worse than like getting, really thin soggy bread mm-hmm. on a sandwich and just having it falling apart in your hands or also on the other hand having it be too, too you know, hard like a bag mostly bread situation and yeah and yeah. not a lot of filling yeah it's like cough we, cough jimmy john yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that being said you know you take you take m&m bakery bread and then you pair it with our house cured meats and a little bit of Duke's mayonnaise and whatever else we make in house. Yeah, something pretty cool. You've got something really, really, really rad. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. And you do a lot too. I mean, you, 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 we had talked about back at, back when we interviewed you with Lark Affair, but uh, you know, really about um, uh, accessibility too on your menu, having you know options for everyone, right? Um, so yeah, what what goes into that to making sandwiches? What, what was that? So beet beet pastrami is yeah. one of your one of your options there. So yeah, how how do you think of those options? So the beet pastrami thing was uh, actually from a chef up in New York called Will Horowitz. Hmm. Um, he does all manner of really cool vegan uh, charcuterie projects, and I really latched on to him as a result. Um, he does like watermelon radish prosciuttos and stuff like that. And uh, beet pastrami was one of the ones where I was like, oh man, this would be killer. This would be killer as like a sub out for any meat on any sandwich, really. And, uh, you know, it it worked out so well. How did, what's the process like to to make it? It's exactly the same, although a little bit shorter Hmm. than it would be to make regular pastrami. You take Hmm. beets, You boil them, you brine them in basically pastrami brine. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to use nitrates because it's a beet instead. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you smoke them with pastrami rub around them and then slice them super thin. And uh, man, no, there's nothing better. And, you know, I love me some beets, but the the feedback that I've gotten has made me love them even more. Hmm. Like I, I, I've even converted non-beat lovers at this point, and I'm super excited about that. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Mike hates beats, and he, he loves that. I'm a carnivore by, by default, so, and I will, I will munch on some beat for Um, And there's, you know, especially with the uh, growing season coming up, there's more room for beats, to maybe 
take a step back. Maybe we reevaluate the veggie sandwich and we do something else. You know, Scotty over at Juniper Hills is doing amazing, amazing things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's going to be planning some really cool stuff that Mm -hmm. we can utilize. So one thing that we've been tossing around is much in the same way that pedestrian cheese is doing is maybe we do a rotating veggie sandwich. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard, you know, it's hard, especially in the, in the summer. It's like, it's hard to stick with one thing. Cause there's just so many, you know, right. it's just, like yeah. wintertime kind of yeah. being, things with us opening up in January, we were kind of limited with what we could get for fresh local produce. Mm-hmm. Right. But with the summertime spring or springtime and summertime coming around, it's like now we can actually like pull out our big boy pants and spread our wings a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like put, put, put our summer shorts on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Pants, shorts, pants, all our shorts, wings. We're not, we're, not, we're not wearing any clothes right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come summer, though, you're going to have so many. Full sweater. <laughs> Where do you source your meats from? Are they pretty local as, as well? So it's it's kind of been a mixed bag, but overall, we're definitely trying to keep it local. Mm-hmm. Um, we do like to source from Creekstone mm-hmm. over in Arkansas City. Mm-hmm. They're one of our main providers. We are also doing subsidiary sourcing through um, the Flint Hills Co-op, who basically stretch through Manhattan through Nebraska. And then every once in a while, in a pinch, we'll go through Iowa. Every so often, uh, Missouri as well. That's where a lot of our beef is coming from right now. Um, We don't pull any punches. It has to be 100% black Angus sirloin. Unless the sky falls, we will never stock less than 100% black Angus sirloin. And also, we uh, I will say that like our corned beef and our pastrami are actually not made from brisket we're actually using sirloin instead for it mm. and uh, we're actually finding that to be like a much leaner and uh beefier cut just and, more flavorful mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's one reason why people have latched onto it so much uh-huh. latch, <laughs> latch, latch. well done yeah no but it's like it's it with with the rubs that uh rubs and the brines that jason has developed like the meats well, the cuts of meat that he's getting. Leaner meat is taking better to it than the fattier cuts, for sure. Yeah, just, you know, all that process, you know, it takes time and all that, too. So, you know, that just seems like a complicated thing to, to balance so, there is is to keep up with the demand, right? Yeah, I imagine you're sort of anticipating things maybe like days ahead of time or maybe even longer. I'm completely ignorant as to how long it takes. It's been a real crapshoot, to be perfectly honest. The first week... I basically just didn't sleep and I was producing pastrami like hundreds of pounds at a time and maxing out our capabilities. And it was, uh, it was rough. It was really rough. And we have some plans in the future to see if we ever need to outsource our brining process. We are able to talk to Scabuzos, who's a uh, purveyor up in the, Kansas City hmm. and they'd be down to like down to the gram of my recipes like at least brine it for me huh. and then ship it back to me for me to smoke hmm. um but that being said I think the business is finally evened off enough to where we may not do that it was really scary for the first like three months yeah it was really scary because I didn't want to put out a subpar product. We're mm-hmm. still in the first three months. <laughs> well, we're in, we're, we're, we're in month, month four. four. Okay. okay. We're in month four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are leveling, Every, leveling off. Everything changes after the three months. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was scary being like the only dude that was producing all of the cured meats. And some late nights involved, very late nights. Me and Mikey were up until probably close to one o'clock in the morning, like making pickles and brining pastrami and uh, corned beef and bacon and ham and God knows what else. I was more of a moral support than anything. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too well versed in the back of house operations. Well, you did a good job. I've I've put my hand in some things. So, <laughs> yeah. 
With a glove. With a, with a, <laughs> a gloved hand and some things. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. I remember when we first saw, you know, when we saw you guys open and it's like every time I go by, I mean, I saw you guys had people out there and it was like mm-hmm. really, really happy to see it. But I also, you know, know if, if you're open a restaurant, it's like those first couple of weeks, you're first learning, learning the demand, learning all those things. So it's like, it's, it's kind of a blessing and a curse no, and to that, have. That was kind of like also like a, a godsend in a way because mm-hmm. like us opening up in January Mm-hmm. in the midst of covid <laughs> everything like that we're we were taking all of our precautions to keep everybody socially distanced right. like you know as much as humanly possible so yes we had a line at our door in in january weather in kansas but that just also shows the amount of support that we had from this community it it, it showed us that we were doing something that people wanted for yep. the longest time, yep. Oh, yeah. You know, and A is like COVID is a thing. Yes. B people are cooped up in their houses. A, B, and C. It's like, but like the fact that it's the three of us doing this, and our amazing staff as well. Like we 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 honestly can't do this without the staff that we have right now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we did this in the midst of a global pandemic. <laughs> In Lawrence, Kansas, and we open up in January, the coldest. I mean, January is pretty mild, actually. But like, you know, yeah, January, we had, we had a line out the door. It was amazing to see the outpouring of community support mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah, I, I you, you had a lot lot stacked against you there, but but yeah, I'm glad you're to, doing it. But, but you guys did great. Um, yeah, I guess since you mentioned it, do you want to talk a little bit about you know what 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 ha- what did what how did COVID change a lot of what you pl- you know planned? Did it slow your opening? Did it you know how how did that? Uh, the most distinct way that I can tell you about that is that um, as opposed to places that had to pivot and yeah. adjust their business models, we were able to get out in the head of it, mm-hmm. and I mean we were in the development stage when COVID COVID became a thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest thing for us was making sure that, uh, a, we could get a bank loan, um, Mm -hmm. mad props to, uh, Paul Bishman out in the Overland park for that. Um, but you know, and also mad props to, uh, the small business development center here in town Mm -hmm. who were able to work with us, during the middle of the pandemic and be like, Hey, this is still a doable thing. You have a good thing running. Like we can help you realize your dreams. That's pretty much the leg up that we had. We were able to, we were able to open up with full COVID restrictions. Like we, you know, have all the sneeze guards, the barriers in place. And, and that was probably the best thing that we could do for this community, be able to come out swinging strong, not only just with like a quality product, but also coming out with protocols in place that were already expected at that point, because mm-hmm. at that point we were, you know, eight months into a pandemic. And so people were wanting to venture out to a certain extent, but also wanting to be safe. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be able to provide them with that environment. Um, It was (laughs) extremely scary. Yeah. Extremely scary to open up. And, you know, we had at least two employees quit because they either didn't feel comfortable with, you know. You inevitably have to meet meet people and see people in that position, right? Yeah. So it is a tough it's a tough one to, to weigh the options, yeah. But we uh, you know, we made it work. I feel good about it yeah. overall. I feel like we made like very safe decisions. I mm-hmm. feel like we're in a really good spot moving forward. Yeah, that location too. You guys have a have a great patio out, out back. So that's that's awesome for the outdoor side of it. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what that's gonna look like in the uh, in the future, mm-hmm. um, especially with the summer coming in, maybe getting, I don't know, maybe some live music once things really open up again. We're looking forward to the Granada opening up. We're looking forward to mm-hmm. maybe somebody buying a couple of the places downtown that are 
closed down right now. I mean, 12th Street right now is kind of poopy. Yeah. I don't know. It makes me sad. But we're down in this location for as long as it takes. We just want to be like a shining beacon on our block, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, especially on South of Mass Street there, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you got, uh, you know, the Silas of Maddie's moved there. You got Cellar Cellar Door. Door. Uh, you know, oh, dude, set. cellar door. I go there at least like three times a week to get my morning coffee. And <laughs> yeah. I really that. It's really good. It's so yeah. good. They're pastries and coffee. Mm. Mm. Oh, and I mean, Lewis, his uh, cannelays, forget oh, about it. So oh. good. Like, those things are so good. <laughs> we need to talk about your Italian sodas. Yeah, specifically oh. Latch Cola because it's still blowing my mind. Mm. Um. It's just so good. I mean, it's like, you know, like a house-made cola. So kind of tell us a little bit, like, what goes into that? Like, how how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Well, a, it's a secret recipe. It's basically just a lot of citrus, fruit, mm-hmm. juices, peels, um, and then a lot of spices. You kind of steep it like a tea mm-hmm. and just kind of put it on a low simmer with a gang of water. A yeah. uh, bunch of sugar, and you make a. It's you're basically making a simple syrup with Flavors. citrus peels, yeah. juices, and all the nice. spices and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, that la- awesome. yeah. They've done a really good job creating that kind of cola. Well, thank you very much. So it's it's a work in progress. Like some batches turn out better than others. Like there's there's the last batch that we had that. Uh, I think I steeped it for a little bit too long and it just sank to the bottom of a cup. You couldn't even mix it in with soda water and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, props to Jen that she she actually resurrected it. I was like, you know, I, was, I was sitting on it. I was laying in bed with her. I was like, you know, I'm just going to toss the whole entire batch of cola because it's, it's garbage. <laughs> but she brought it back to life and Nice. Yeah, that's that's the batch we're running with right now. So. But yeah, I mean, so you have so many. I mean, for anyone who hasn't been there, I mean, you have you have so many different flavors, and 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 you 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 are making all these syrups basically in house for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And that that, that goes back to Jen's um, coffee house yeah. background with her parents running the coffee shop and everything like that. Like Italian sodas used to be a thing. What what is it? What defines it to Italian soda? Do you know? I I, uh, I think. Honestly, it is a fruit syrup with soda water. Okay, yeah. I think that, that honestly, you may know more than I do <laughs> about what makes an Italian soda an Italian soda, but, yeah. like, it used to be a coffeehouse staple. Like, back when I was a kid, I'd go to a coffee shop with all my friends, mm-hmm. and they'd get coffee. And I'm like, oh, I don't drink coffee because that's, that's for hipsters yeah. <laughs> like kids that want to stay up all night it's like mm-hmm. i just want to hang out with my buds and mm-hmm. so like the thing was is i would i would get like a raspberry italian soda because mm-hmm. it's readily available at any coffee shop that we ever went to and i think that's just kind of something that this whole town is like miss the whole like penny annie's type yeah. soda shop experience with Chatham bringing back like the cheese shop, mm-hmm. you know, being him doing his cheese shop experience. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to just like pay respect to those places that we loved growing up in this town with that aren't here anymore. And something else uh, I think we wanted to kind of make sure people know too, is that, you know, obviously you're making sandwiches and, and all that, but uh, I think what's also really cool is that you're offering, you know, all your, like your meats and your chips, Pickles. pickles sauerkraut most of your sides all that stuff is available at um you know like retail pricing so you know if you want to make a sandwich at your house and you need pastrami you can you can go buy there it. and buy it by the pound no and that, that's something that well, we haven't had so much retail business mm-hmm. going on with it but like we hope with the summertime coming around everybody's you know wanting to do picnics type things and like people like gathering for lunches and stuff like that gathering outside of latchkey deli's four walls yeah you know we definitely want to hit that hard when the time comes 
Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I was like, you know, I saw it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really awesome. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, you know like you said, you mentioned earlier, if you go to basically any grocery store here, it's all boar's head, blah, 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 you know, all, all right. the same stuff. And it's like, yeah, it, it, this is really cool to have a have a local local option. And um, for sure. at really great prices, too, I will mm-hmm. say. I mean, that's really awesome. Well, too. and also knowing that, like, you know, the meat and the cheese that you're getting is coming from somewhere good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's going back into the local community as opposed to into some fat cat's, you know, pockets. Totally. Do you guys have a favorite item on the menu? I don't know. I'm one of those people that doesn't like favorites. I felt like when I was composing the menu that I wanted a little bit of everything for everyone. And this goes back into the dietary restrictions and everything like that. You know, my partner celiac, she can't eat avocado, she can't eat X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I also have a lot of like Hindu and Muslim friends that, you know, can eat a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that like, no matter where you come from and no matter what your restrictions are, you always have a place at the table. And so... For me, you know, I just say point and choose. Mm-hmm. Or I think for me, um, I've been really digging on our potato salad lately. Mm-hmm. And it's easy enough to like just scoop into a cup, <laughs> hide in the alcove, and just go to town. Throw it down <laughs> during, during lunch rush, and you're working a yeah. full day. And it's like, it's enough. It tastes really good, and it's enough carbs and energy to like get you through the rest of the day it's like Mm -hmm. it is like you know not to knock any of the sandwiches but like i am just really digging on right now so i mean i will i will eat any of the sandwiches we have here but like give me a scoop of potato salad and i'll be just fine was there anything when you were making the menu that you said i really need to put this on there because i know lawrence specifically needs it or is there something on there that you're like i really like this i don't care if no, no one else, you know, if no one else wants it, I just definitely want this on the on the menu. Anything like that? Um, I think that the biggest culmination that I could give you for what we're trying to do here would probably be the latchkey Italian, namely because that's a really good, it's a good mixture <laughs> of basically everything that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. It's got our house smacopa, our roast beef, our pastrami, House-made tapenade, Duke's mayonnaise. Tapenade, yeah, exactly. And then Duke's mayonnaise, et cetera, et cetera, with, like, very simple preparations, but, like, the meat really shines on that one. The Latchkey Italian is probably where it's at. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, our Reuben and the Hot Beef Louise, named after Jen's mother, are both absolutely fantastic the smoke mm-hmm. trout salad too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people have been really latching onto that that's uh sort of our homage to uh whitefish salad from a lot of jewish delis i think our uh, lemon and deluxe has a definite place on our menu as well the place in the community as well because mm-hmm. you know we're curing the lox here in house with an amazing rub and cure that Jathan's developed and where one of the only places here in town that can honestly serve Meshuggah bagels from Kansas City. And they've they've been doing us right with all the bagels that we get for that sandwich. Yeah, that, mm. that was awesome to see too, because I know we, we really like a... Uh... We like a good bagel, and we we have got yeah. We've made special trips over to Kansas City to get their bagels. Just to yeah. get bagels, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm from New Jersey, and I have strong opinions on <laughs> bagels, and that's the best that I found out here. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're so good. That's, yeah. what, that's honestly what we heard from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Is like, uh, we're so excited that we can get Meshuggah bagels here in town now. I don't have to make the drive to Kansas City. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely a thing, you know. Like, give us give us a couple of days notice though, because we only get, we really only get enough for our sandwiches at, from time to time. But gotcha. like, we get freshly shipped, like pretty much week on a weekly basis. So speaking of uh, food here, what's uh, we always like to ask uh, now, you know, what's been your when you're not eating at Latchkey? What's your what is your go-to takeout order or patio dining spot yeah. if you're feeling yeah. brave? So we thought long and hard about this one. So. We just went back to when we were doing construction phase with all this. 
we were just sitting here, you know, working out figures on the computer and hanging up shelves after shelves after shelves <laughs> and um, making sure things were level and correct and everything like that for the past what uh, six months, six ish months. Yeah, and we would go for a lunch, you know, pretty much every single one of those days. Little Saigon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latin Cafe was definitely a mm-hmm. yeah. Latin Cafe. It's like what three three stores down from us or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was always so so good. That little soup is just like an mm-hmm. amazing protein pack. You can just chug a cup of that and right. just keep going for the rest of the day. You just day. put that on a coffee cup and drink it like coffee. <laughs> they, they even serve it in yeah, basic yeah, yeah. coffee cups. And like you will be brought back to life in an instant. That's awesome. Um, we also frequented Terrabond. Mm. Oh, yeah. Big so shout good. out to Greg on that. Yes. Yeah. Greg has helped us out with other numerous things. So. Yeah. And then I would also be too tired to go home and cook. And I would definitely order a lot of uh, red pepper, um, oh, nice Leeway one. Franks. Mm. I mean, hell, Jade Lee, Garden, Jade Garden, India Palace. We just run the gamut, yeah. generally speaking. Yeah. On. As, as long as it's local and it's good and fresh, that's all we really care about. We had right. two constant questions when we were doing construction. Uh, where are my gloves? And what's for lunch? <laughs> and... It was almost, you know, gloves. We didn't really know where they were, but for lunch, like, we always had a pretty solid idea because there's so many amazing local restaurants. Yeah. They're really in this town. Yeah. Oh, and also, big shout out to uh, Fish House yes. for all of the uh, 4 p.m. Kava meetings. <laughs> 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 yeah, their happy hour is, uh, is really good. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, I really appreciate the two of you taking the time to talk to us. I mean, it's just really, it's been great to hear it. And we're really happy to see Latchkey doing so great. And, um, we love it's, uh, within a 10 minute walk from our house. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, we appreciate you, uh, getting, being really close by. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, so thanks again. Um, I just, yeah, make sure people know where to find you. So yeah, it was a 1035 mass back where, where Papa Kino's used, used to be in that spot. Um, curbside pickup we're offering delivery and all yeah, that jazz delivery in-house yeah. oh yeah um uh the other big shout out that i want to give before we hmm. really get done with this is that uh we're also partnering with uh lawrence region kansas to get the uh pantry off the ground we have a pantry outside oh. of our uh back patio and uh, if Anybody that needs food, like houseless or not houseless, they can come by and swoop up a cup, couple cans or do whatever they need to. Hmm. Like that's up and running now. So, oh, that's amazing. Well, I meant to ask you, I think you did mention you said do you guys have any future, any upcoming projects or, or things like that in the works? Oh, a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically, I don't know. I'm probably biting off more than I can chew, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see a really awesome food reclamation program between um, Just Food and also the aforementioned program mm-hmm. where we're able to take produce that would have been thrown away and turn it into ready-to-eat food and distribute that here in town. Um Food reclamation is one of my huge things. Mm-hmm. I hate to see food go to waste. I hate to see food go to waste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other big one is eventually we'd like to uh, start producing our own uh, salumi and also our own uh, prosciutto mm-hmm. here at the deli. And we have a, a room upstairs, which in the future... I think will be utilized for that. So stay mm. tuned for that. That sounds nice. good. Curing room there. That sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be doing our own dry curing. I'm really excited. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, like for me, honestly, I uh, like to see you know our pastrami and other like roast beef, other big big hits to be available at like places like the Merc and you know, checkers. checkers. Checkers, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, that that 
you know, one thing at a time. And yeah. We're just getting our feet off the ground before we can fly. So, so yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, uh, really appreciate you taking the time and um yeah you guys are social media as well i I know you guys post some some good good pictures of all that food on uh, instagram i see you're on facebook so yeah definitely and you guys do do a special every now and then too like special sandwich right yeah and it's i mean when it comes down to specials you know it's only you know it's it's been interesting taking a step back as being like a fine dining chef Mm -hmm. and being like you know what what I really need to focus on is how much pastrami I can make right now. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I know where my time needs to be spent and I don't feel like overextending myself and putting out something subpar. Um, there will be specials. Mm-hmm. Like we have a, if I do say so myself, a pretty brilliant mortadella sandwich on special right now. Mm. But um that being said, I'm not really trying to overextend it to something where just for the sake of a special, I'm putting out a special. Like right. This. Totally. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to be like, we're just going to play the Bruce Springsteen card and just play the hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. No. Well, great. Well, thank you guys um, for talking with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Everyone should make their way out there and, and get some get some latchkey sandwich and uh, you'll be happier yeah. for it. Be so. awesome. Get a soda, get a sandwich, call it a day. Yeah. yeah. And come talk to us. Yeah. We're friendly people. <laughs> Except for Mike. Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lawrence Forking, Kansas. We had a great time chatting with Mike Young and Chathan Midgey from Latchkey Deli. If you're able to support the local food and business scene during these times, we really encourage you to do so. I mean, as you can see, I mean, you can order such delicious food. There's beer, coffee, cocktails, kombucha, just so many, just brand, you know, great selection of uh, products from local businesses. They're all doing awesome takeout or doing delivery. Um, really everything, farmer's markets, uh, they are all starting to open up as, as the summer is coming here. So just really get out there. There's, there's so much to support. Um, and, um, and if you want to donate to the Lawrence Hospitality Workers Relief Fund, there is a link to that in our episode description as well. Something else that you can do to help kind of spread the word about what's going on in the Lawrence food scene is to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating. Um, that will help other people kind of find our podcast and then they can learn more about the Lawrence food scene too. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Lawrence Forking Kansas, Instagram at Lawrence Forking Kansas, and Twitter at Lawrence Forking. Um, you know, feel free to find our pages, you know, write us a comment, uh, shoot us a note who you'd like to hear from. We just always, always love to hear feedback on, on the show and any, anything we can do to improve. And if you are a restaurant or a food business owner here in town and you're interested in coming on the show, please just go ahead and reach out on social media or you can email us at lawrenceforkingkansas at gmail.com and let us know. We are always looking for new people to talk to and would love to have you on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.